Chef Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamylicious mac and cheese. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse on Mutiny Radio. We're going to get started in just a few minutes here. We're going to hold the door for the throngs and masses of people that are coming to enjoy this show tonight. Fantastics Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio every Friday from 8 to 10. Until then, enjoy the dulcet, wonderful tones of Floating Goat as they play us uh, into the world. Yay! Yay, Friday!
started with the comedy here. It's Friday night. It's 8.30 now. But yay, look, there's an audience of real people from Walnut Creek. Everybody give it up for Walnut Creek. They're from Walnut Creek. They're real people. They have a real life out there in the place where people have jobs or something. I don't know. I don't know what they do in Walnut Creek. I I grew up around there. I grew up in Danville, and uh, I used to have a job. I used to work for a rabbit farm in Danville. I used to, my very first job, I made $15 an hour, of course, because I was in Danville. How bougie of me. But I cleaned up rabbit poop. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I've never been afraid of hard work for $15 an hour. Now I hang out with people's children for 20. I don't see much of a difference. Except that when the baby rabbits died, I had to pick them up and throw them in the garbage. And when the babies die that I take care of, I'm out of a job. So I try to (laughs) take care of them a little better. Uh, than those. It was, it was the worst thing because I'd get there sometimes and the dead baby rabbits would be all over the place and I'd like walk by like this with my hand like if I didn't see it, it wouldn't exist. and be like, there's no dead baby rabbits there. Uh, and then I'd, I'd just ignore that cage long enough until my dad came to pick me up and I'd be like, can you go pick up some dead baby rabbits? He's like, I thought that was your job. Was, I'll give you five bucks, dad. He did it for the gas money. Uh, it's dead baby rabbits so gross it's just the worst there was a dead baby bird um every year once a year uh the birds die uh our, we have a roof up here and it has little places where birds like to make nests and so every year right in front here there's a collection of dead baby birds and i don't like to pick them up i just wait for the dogs to come by and then just eat them like a snack it finally happened there was one i was watching there was a dead baby bird i was watching for a while because i had to pretend it didn't exist when i was undoing the lock and uh, i saw it there for a while i didn't even like try to kick it i was just like well there's a dead baby bird uh but then i just knew and then a dog did he came by and like it was there and then it was gone and i was like all right i love dogs i hate i don't hate dogs i like cats they're not mutually exclusive things. Like if you love cats, you don't hate dogs. But, you know, I used to have a dog and he ate cat poo. So there's, there's this thing here. So dogs eat dead baby birds and cat poo. And cats just eat mice, which I think is a really great thing because um, mice are gross. We used to have mice here. Uh, and thank God we don't anymore. Someone was like, can I bring a microwave and a mutiny radio? And I was like, do you want to clean up the dead mice everywhere? Because bring any food into this place. Even you can look at the front door. Mice can just walk in this place. It's an open door for mice. Look, any mouse can just come in. So we try to say no. That's why there's no sunflower seeds here either, because that just attracts mice. And then it lets 20 year olds. I, I don't let, there's no, this is a sunflower seed zone. No zone, no alcohol, no sunflower seeds. Yeah, there's a sign that says sunflower seeds, no. Don't eat sunflower seeds at Mutiny Radio. Why? Why would this be important to me? Why would I have to make a sign about it? 22-year-old men will spit things everywhere. They will skeet where they want. They will spit their sunflower seeds everywhere. And they are impossible to clean up. Absolutely. Sweeping them off. Both are, yes. And their sunflower seed collection. Also, the bitches they just leave around. Like, all of it is impossible to clean up. There's nothing I can do here. Uh, so I am a nanny. I do clean up all kinds of disgusting things that people leave, like poop, babies. They just poo everywhere. It's great. Love babies. I, I actually, I don't understand it. Uh, women, hey, Scott Owen, yay, you arrived, yay. What is that? What did you bring us? A new bench for outside. A new bench for outside. What, who, what is this about? Why do we, why, are we, why do we want this at Mutiny Radio? Is there a dead baby inside? Could it, can we, is it, a, I feels like a dead baby casket. It's, I, I have no, I have no idea why this is, are you taking this home? Oh, 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 I don't, 
I don't want this. I don't. It could be. It's the new. Well, that'll actually get stolen, just like our old bench. Our old bench was a. It wasn't a pile of shit. It was a good bench. Great. Thank you so much for bringing me a free thing I didn't want. That is awesome. That is so fantastic. You can put it with the rest of the books that we don't want. You know, we, we should fill it. We should fill it with the books I don't want, like the one that came that's about enjoying sex while you're pregnant. This is something I do not. I never need this book. I have no idea why it's why it's here. I have an IUD. They, you can check it. You can pass the book around. It's a really entertaining book. It's uh, it's for having positive sexual experiences while you're pregnant, and then after childbirth. I'm like, I think that sex is never positive again once you actually make a baby with the sex. Sex is so fun till you make a baby. And then fun ends. Then your life ends. Katie knows. She has kids. But now, now you got a life again. Now that, they're, now that they're high schoolers, now that one of them knows how to drive, it's a new beginning. Now that one knows how to drive, she doesn't even pay for Uber. She just has like a child. <laughs> 16. She's like, pick up mommy from the BART station. She had one too many tonight. And he's like, yeah, I have to. I came out your vagina. I'll, I'll drive you anywhere, mom. That's great. I wish, I mean, a belt, built-in driver. Can I borrow him? Sounds good. I need this. I need this sober driver. <laughs> Have a baby, wait 16 years, and they can drive you around to bars. This sounds like exactly what I want. I actually don't want to have a baby, and, I, and I'm very upset about all these new draconian laws that might come to pass again with this whole... Just, it's such gore, such gore, thinking about my bleeding vagina. No, it's Neil Gorsuch. He's actually, uh, I thought that when, I thought I had a, pr a really bad period the other day, and I thought I aborted the ghost of Scalia, but no. No, this is all, this is all back, and I have to worry about having babies. Uh, so I'm a 42-year-old woman of childbearing age, and we don't want me to have a baby. We don't, we don't want this. If we make me have a baby with this new, this new old law stuff, I'm going to have to buy some tools because I'm going to have to drill some holes in the back of my boyfriend's trunk so the baby can breathe while we're hanging out at the bar. You see, I, I'm, I'm poor, and I can't afford a babysitter, so what I'm going to do is put the baby in a trunk with a sleeping bag. It's a really safe place for that baby. I mean, 20 bucks an hour for a babysitter. Who can fucking afford that, right? So just, it's, they're safe in the trunk. Yeah, I could use the Coleman. Honestly, they can't breathe. If we drilled the holes in the Coleman, we might have a thing. But you know what I'd use that for? If I was gonna, if I was gonna drill holes in that Coleman, I'd do one on the side because I'd grow shrooms in there. Do you see? Do you see where my mind is? I'm like, we'll grow shrooms in that thing. It's dark, makes it dark. We just have to have a little airflow, and then some psilocybin mushrooms will make me happy. Uh, so if if I have to have this baby, which is gonna make me unhappy, but I'm gonna be very sad and angry with this child for a long time. And it's going to be in kindergarten, and they're going to call me into one of those parent-teacher conferences, and they'll say, uh, Miss Benjamin, we were talking to your child, and it said you love alcohol more than it. <laughs> and to that I answer, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. I did not <laughs> want this kid. I'm at a parent-teacher conference right now. Something's wrong. I should not be here. And then the child finally turns 12 and does ketamine, and I'm like, cool, who's your dealer? I can bring you to Burning Man. Let's hang out. Let's get to know each other. Yeah. And then it, it turns 15, starts doing cocaine, teaches me the main pro tip. If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. I know. Try it. Totally works. Then it finally, right, because gross with the boogers, but yeah, smoke them. Woo. Get high right again. Uh, 
just right on top of your pot, though. You know, so, you got to you gotta learn from those 15-year-olds. Then it finally turns 17 and it dies of a terrible speedball, you know, cocaine and heroin together, injected, just awful, right? And I'm like 17 years old. That is a 17-year late-term abortion. That is the latest late-term abortion that you can ever have. All right? It was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times, not mine. It was your choice. All right? I did not... Don't don't make me have a baby. Well, thank God for the IUD, everyone. Clap it up for the IUD. Yeah. Oh. Uh. I um. I it, I like to think of it like a nice little piece of copper jewelry that I wear in my uterus. But I think of it like a pool sweeper because uh, it keeps out all the dead babies. You know, <laughs> like that's what pool sweepers are for, right? You put them in there and they just like suck out all the dead babies out of your. Pool, I guess. Katie has a pool. How many dead babies have you found in your pool? Dead baby birds, maybe? Dead possum? Dead rats. Dead rats in the pool. Rats can't swim. Rats can't, maybe it's the, I don't know, they, but that's a super sewer. Rats can swim. Rats can swim. Maybe they were suicidal. Suicidal rats. It's a good name for a band, suicidal rats. That's, that's good. They're killing themselves in your pool. That's gross. Who cleaned it out, Lee? <laughs> I know too much about our life. I'm sorry. That's not funny for anybody but us two. Sorry about that. Little inside, little inside. You got a pool cover. Saved. Awesome. Yay. Yay for your pool. Yay. Rats are too, their legs can't swim. They're too, their legs are too short so they can only go small distances. Mm. If they fall in the pool, they usually fall too far in to swim. Rats and chihuahuas. Just pools are just a, rats. Rats and chihuahuas, neither neither can handle uh, chocolate, which is like cocaine for dogs. Don't don't feed your dogs chocolate. It's like cocaine. They won't have a good time. That they'll die. So that's and that doesn't usually. I mean, I don't know. Some people die in cocaine. No, no. I don't know. I don't do it anymore. Uh, that's a problem. Is that it's it's that time of year. It's that time of year in San Francisco though that you don't know who has a cocaine addiction and who just has allergies because everyone's like. Like you go to a bar and everyone's sniffling. I don't, I can't tell the difference. I'm like, all right. I'm telling you it's allergies. It's just allergies in that bathroom underneath them. I don't, I promise I don't do cocaine. No babies, no cocaine. Uh, so the, I don't know how to start that. I want to abduct a fifth grader. I, I don't want to, I mean, okay. So I want to hang out with a fifth grader for long extended periods of time. Not for the reasons that you're thinking, but because I want to win the motherfucking science fair. Has anybody ever won the science fair? Any winners in here? Winners? Winner? Uh, Jonathan in the back, big winner, big science fair winner. I was never a science fair winner and I've always wanted it. So I have uh, some science fair ideas that I need to abduct a fifth grader so that I can make these come to fruition. The first one I think is brilliant. Uh, involves a fifth grader and the Muni system. And we're going to go on multiple buses and find out uh, if the 22 actually does have chlamydia. Uh, I want to know how much feces is on the 9 as opposed to the 9R. Let's talk about the 14 owl. What is on that? Can you catch Hep C from sitting at the owl? Owl, yeah, what does OWL stand for? It's like, oh, wow. What's the L? (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. I was going to say, it should be the, it should be the O. It's, it's a gross thing. But my question is, how disgusting is the Muni bus? I need to find out with a small child. Uh, litmus paper, swabs. It's going to be fun. Uh, my second idea is actually more of like a home act science project. And secondarily, we're going to solve the vegan cheese crisis. Uh, vegan cheese is not cheese. We know that to be true. It doesn't melt like cheese. It's nothing like cheese. But vegans will breastfeed their babies. <laughs> right. So what we do is we take the pumping up milk from those rich women <laughs> in Walnut Creek when they're like, I want to go out tonight, but I can't. I got to pump and dump. P- dump, nay. <laughs> Give me your breast milk. I'm going to make cheese out of it with a fifth grader. And we're going to sell it. We're not going to sell it. We're going to do it for science. We're going to win the motherfucking science fair. Do you see? We're going to make breast milk beer cheese. We're going to take, we're going to say, oh, did you, oh, you went out and you had four Guinness and some garlic bread. Well, now we get garlic Guinness beer breast cheese. What? Vegan doesn't want to eat this forever. It melts. High fat content. Save the vegans, everyone. Uh, so my next science fair thing, this, is, this one's probably the least uh, appropriate. I'm an alcoholic. I throw up a lot in the mornings. I, just, I drink water. I have 36-degree water in my refrigerator, and then I drink it, and then I vomit it later. So my question is, if it's in my system for 20 minutes, and then I vomit it again, and I collect that vomit, and it's 47 degrees, how many calories did I burn being an alcoholic? <laughs> what if... What if I drink that 36 degree water and it takes me 37 minutes and it's 52 degrees? What? I want, I, we need graphs. We have charts. Thermometers. Science teaching. Learning. Fifth graders. Just need to borrow a fifth grader for an indefinite amount of time to win the science fair. This is my last science fair idea. This one really I think is going to blow the shit out of the water. I, I don't think I'm that smart, but this makes me think that I'm the smartest fucking person alive. Uh, everything you know about everything is wrong because they put the T-Rex bones together wrong. Everyone think of a T-Rex in your hand, head, hand. Oh, there it is. Think of a T-Rex, a tiny T-Rex toy, which is made of plastic and then dinosaurs were turned into stuff that made plastic. Anyways, this is not the point I'm trying to make. There's a T-Rex here, right? And he has big beefy legs and tiny little faggy arms. Why? Why is this the way we think of the T-Rex? Why? Because of the hubris of man. Because of the biggest, coolest dinosaur, of course, would walk on two beefy legs. Right? Of course. But if you think about it, I've deboned over a thousand birds in my life. So if the T-Rex was a bird, as they say it was, and all this stuff, it has no breastbone. So look, if you look at the bones, the, the ribs come together and there's nothing in front of them. But it has this hip cap to make it have these big beefy legs with this articulated spine. Why would you have a completely articulated spine from your head to your tail and then cover it with a weird hip cap so you could stand? Nay! You flip the hip cap upside down, you make it into a breastbone, and then it has big beefy wings! Right? It was a dragon! Why do we have all this dragon mythology if there were no fucking dragons? What is wrong with you guys? Why would you make up a mythology that's based on nothing? Dragon, T-Rex. Right? Science Fair winner. I already actually kind of did this one. Jonathan took me to Costco and I got one of those like two and a half long T-Rex things and I put the bones back together right. And it works. And I have it sitting there with its wings and its bones. If the Costco puzzle fits correct, don't quit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just watched the OJ thing. Like I've been dreaming about OJ. It's really sad. I'll... I'll leave you guys with this. I, I actually looked at the I actually looked at the terrible pictures, the, the brutal. I don't usually get so deep into 
into the murder shit, right? But I looked at the brutal pictures. He stabbed the fuck out of them. You could see the back of her, like the, it was really sad. Don't look up these pictures. I looked it up. It's awful. I Googled it. I looked it. It's on his phone because I used his password. Everyone's going to think Jonathan's a terrible person because of the <laughs> pictures I've been, I've been staring at pictures of dead bodies all day today. Yay, comedy. All right, we sing a little song here. If you know how to, ending on the death of Nicole Brown Simpson. And Ron Goldman, don't forget about Ron Goldman. He died too. It really was a travesty, it's a terrible thing. But I mean, it just tells you that if you have enough money, you can do any fucking thing you want. If I had enough money, I could adopt a fifth grader right now and win the science fair and they'd probably make like a reality TV show about it. Let's abduct seven fifth graders and see which one wins the science fair. Ha ha ha. I keep them all in a tiny house. Sorry. Don't need a big house for all those small kids. Uh, all right, here's how the Simpsons know song. Sing along with me. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. Is anyone a cop here? <coughs> Does anyone have a problem with a smoking pot inside? Honestly, are you a cop? Okay, cool. Are you okay with a smoking pot inside? Okay, cool. Okay, we can smoke pot inside. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! 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 Thank you. That's me. I'm Pam Benjamin. That's my side. We have a fantastic show for you tonight. This is the I Like Taurus Clitoris show. Our comedians are all Tauruses born in that special month that is now. <laughs> that is May. So, yay. Uh, I'm really excited for your first comedian. She's a really funny lady. Uh, and you, you're from Alameda. You live on that weird little island. I don't understand that island. There's no public transportation there. And it's so weird and cool. And, but it's like, it's like not even, it's like this, oh, it's its own island. I'm really glad you're here tonight. That you, it's fine. It is an island. It's weird though. It's like a moat. It's not even like a real island. It's like someone, it's like some rich king guy was like, I want to live on this island. I'm going to build a moat. <laughs> and then they did that. And then there's a tunnel underneath and everyone waits in line there. And then I've always wanted to get out the car right on the side of the, anyways, it's like an Alameda thing. Yeah, have you ever done that? You write on the side of the tunnel? Yeah, we gotta get out and write like, Carolyn writes funny jokes. Everybody, you're gonna love her. Carolyn Newstrom, yay! Hi, thank you so much, everybody. Wow, there's so many people here. I really appreciate that we waited. That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> oh, this is so great. Thank you. Uh, yes, this is our May show. Happy May, everybody. Like, I really wanted to walk around the first day in May and be like, happy May Day, everybody. And everyone looked at me like, what the fuck? That's not a thing. I'm like, yes, it is. You know, it's just not my fault that you don't know about stupid, white, irrelevant culture. You know, I mean, yes, like, yeah, I'm Caucasian, you know, but you need to respect my irrelevant culture, you know. Uh, so the things that did catch on is not celebrating the spring, but celebrating Star Wars. So uh, I love that, of course. So, you know, I did get to say, may the fourth be with you a couple days later. Uh, so, and also, of course, my birthday and uh, anniversaries. I have a lot to celebrate in the beginning of the month. I just turned 32, and uh, 
Thank you. I feel like that's a really good number for me. It's come up a lot in my life. Uh, it's the you know it's the age of the man who molested me when I was a child. You know that was a really good age for him. Really solid year. He always succeeded after that. He likes to remind me. Uh, <laughs> and I like to really embrace. I don't think you should be ashamed of your age. You just need to like full throttle embrace it. Just when you like when you buy a brand new dildo, you know you bought it. You know what you're getting. You you see in the package, it's coming up. So you might as well just take the whole thing. Take the whole thing. I am 32 now. I'm gonna take every single 32 inches of it. You know there are so many things that are gonna come with this. I'm just gonna put it all in my face. Really enjoy it. You know, I like things in my face. It's great. You know, especially balls. Balls in my face are wonderful, as long as they're not compressed. Compressed, you know, th things compressed are good, you know, like, but um, that's just a little too hard around my face. I like things that are hard, just not that hard. Um. <laughs> Come on, who doesn't love a good ball joke? Um, Oh, sorry. Hold on for a second. Oh, yeah. So, um, I've actually think I've been watching a little bit too much Animal Planet. I'm sorry. I haven't gotten out much a lot lately. Um, I only work occasionally as a performer and as a stand-up comedian uh, this year, but I love that that's what I do. And so I watch a lot of Animal Planet. And you know, I find that I'm like really attracted to my husband's ass lately, especially when he gets out of the shower and it's like bright red. And all I want to do is just go and put my face in it and motorboat him. You know, and that's how you really know that you trust someone, is if you trust them enough that you were going to put your nose and your face up in their bright red butt cheeks and trust them not to fart right in your face. Yeah, I really love him. He's a good man. He puts up with so much for me. You know, I can't help it. The ass is my favorite thing. I'm kind of like an animal that way. It's like I look at your eyes first, and then I just like, okay, turn around. Let me check out the ass. It's like my cats. Like, they see each other. They kind of sniff first, and then they can't help it. They just got to sniff each other's butts. I'm like, you saw each other five minutes ago. You both haven't eaten anything new. You live in the same house. Why? They're like, no, we have to do this. I, every time I meet someone, I'm just like, I look eyes and it's like, I have to check out the ass. I really can't help it. Uh, you know, and I think you can really say a lot about someone's ass, um, about who they are. I'm pretty horrified actually living in the city and you find that like people walking around are just showing it off. Like women wear their pants way too tight here. Like a second skin. I constantly feel like I could just hang my coat on a woman's butt, because it's just so tight. It's like a little shelf. It's a secondary shelf, and it's just like, you know, I, 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 I can see things. You know, we could actually do that old school trick of like putting the mirrors on my shoes, and your shorts are short, so short, and they're so tight. That would actually work. You know, back in the old days, people would do that, and I'm like, really, what, what did you get out of that? Because you know what those guys saw? They saw a lot of cotton. They saw pantyhose, you know, up to the crevice, and then they saw just a lot of cotton. And they're like, oh, baby, mmm, mmm, oh, God. Uh, that, was, that was the amazing thing that they saw. 
you know, porn must have really changed over the years. Um, really getting to know my husband in the uh, honeymoon phases. I got to learn about uh, what he watched for porn, what I watched. We got to explore each other's bodies. And he got to see what a real woman looked like versus the porn woman. And um, it's very funny, I think, because a lot of people don't realize how much makeup goes into any production. Um, and women in real life don't always look the same. Uh, we found it's just like, you know, houses, where a brand new house has these beautiful linoleum floors. And it's all the same color. And it leads to a beautiful little rug in the middle. And it's one color, and it always matches the drapes. It's just so beautiful and perfect, and there's absolutely no wear and tear, and it's all one color. You know, and maybe there's one little spot and one little drain at the end, and it's just very tiny and discreet. You probably never even notice it. You know, but, you know, as time goes on in a real house, there is a little wear and tear by the door. You know, especially yeah, especially around the joint areas. See people come in and out, get a little dirt. You know, especially the more people you have around that rug. You know, you, there's a little stretching. It gets a little faded. You know, maybe you decide you want to change the drapes every now and then. He's like, wait a minute, things aren't the same. How? What is? What are these puckers in linoleum? Why is it different colors? on this side of the house versus on that side of the house. I'm very confused here. You're beautiful, but why am I confused? <laughs> there were so many things to learn, you know. He had to learn that, um, you know, right after sex, we don't just uh, retire to our separate boudoirs and uh, just on gossamer wings, we don't just credits, roll, go go. No, we only have one toilet and one sink and one little tiny bathroom. And you can imagine that I just don't want to sit. I don't want to just stand in the hall with my hand under between my legs and just waiting there while he takes his time and cleans himself off. Because he'd like to do this. He would really like to just take his time, clean himself off. And I'm like, take your time. I'm good. No need. I'll just hold it. Literally, I will hold your future generations in my hand. No problem. So he's had to like literally get over sensitivities of me being in the same room as him. <laughs> like, you have to grow up when you get married. There's some things that I don't want to do with him around. I do not want to fart in front of him. I never want to fart in front of my husband. I'm mortified. But I cut it all the time. I really can't help it. And there's just no way of avoiding it. He is, every time I think I avoid it, he's a ninja. I don't even realize he's home. And he's like, there's my farty lady. There she is. Found you. Bastard. When'd you get back? He's like, I smelled you a mile away. <laughs> mm, son of a bitch. He's like, and that's right, your mother is a bitch. <laughs> you know, we all have these things we're trying to like hide, and we're, we're still trying to like figure this out between us. You know, also our, our cat's still trying to get used to the fact that we're married now. He's used to just having me all to himself. 
He's very protective. In the morning, if he doesn't get, you know, fed by my husband, and then he likes to come over and have his time with me, he'll get very cranky. He has to come over, and he has to, like, work my breasts with his favorite blanket. And he, if he does not do this while my husband is out of the room, he will be a jerk all day. He has to think that we're having this, like, secret time. Because then after my husband's shower, he will dash off. It's like, oh, no, we can't be seen together. No. It's very silly. It's very silly. But of course, you know, when my husband and I have our alone time, he just wants to hang out on my husband's back the entire time. We can't get him to stop. And then if we do, we get him to stop. He'll just go stand in the corner and sulk and watch. Just, you know, hangs his head down really low. And puts his shoulders up by his ears as much as he can and just watches. Like, fine. I won't participate, but I will. <laughs> you don't know it, but I'm watching. Yeah, I know what he's doing over there. I know. It's the same thing he does when, when I am uh, having my time at home. I swear, he's outside, sleeping, super comfy in the sun. You know, it's like 4 o'clock. My husband's not going to be home till 9. That works hard. Time to go online, look at Craigslist, the personal encounter, casual encounters, casual encounters. I'd like to check that out because I know that, like, if I actually responded to any of these casual sex ads, I'd be, like, the biggest shock of their day. None of these people are getting sex. This is like the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> no one here is actually going to get laid. So it's kind of fun. Uh, the, porn stars, you're, you're not going to get any of that. There's just absolutely no way in hell that you're ever going to have sex with any of those people. So might as well look at some people you actually you know, can possibly attainably have. You know, but then, of course, my cat, as soon as he hears my vibrator, he runs across the house. And it's just like, oh, I'm going to come play too. It's time to go make bread on your back. He's so excited. He just has to be around. He wants to play. It's time to go take a little ride on my back and then go off in a corner. But no, I just, you know, kick him out and kick him out, kick him out. He just doesn't seem to get it. We're not having a secret affair. You know, but... Thank God my husband puts up with all this. <laughs> I'm really lucky. Um, so like I said, this is, this is probably going to be a really good year for me. I also work as a zombie, and that's wonderful because I just get to um, crawl around after tourists, you know, and ask them for their brains. Uh, it's wonderful. Beyond Escape, you can definitely catch me there as well. Um, so thank you so much for your time. Hopefully I've talked enough about clitorises and dicks. Um, please remember to support your local sex stores, embrace your age, and get a dildo matching your age, please, in, in inches at least. Thank you. <laughs> Carolyn Newstrom! I'm not the only one that masturbates with my cat. Yay! You made me feel so good about myself. I thought I was the only one. I'm in love with my cat, too. I know my cat's in love with me because um, I was getting finger banged by my boyfriend, and my cat didn't just sniff his fingers. He licked him. <laughs> Meaning that my cat really fucking loves me. Or women really do taste like tuna. 
Yeah. Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. It's ahi. It's dark and purpled with age. None of that albacore, none of that white shit. It's true. I have a lot of anal darkness. I do. That happens over age. I didn't know that happened. I didn't know that you get anal darkness. I didn't know that was a thing. And you even like, even if you do get in there and you spelunk and you shave all the hair off, the darkness still exists. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> My favorite porn is actually one I haven't seen. It's uh, one that Katie actually made with her old ex-husband because she's told me about it. And it's a terrible porn because the cat's the most interesting part. The cat is on the end of the bed the whole time. I've never seen it. She just told me about it. And I, that, I would actually just want to watch the cat the whole time. That's like, what's going on with the cat in this silly movie that's being made with my friend in it? You're, yeah, you should, we should put this on YouTube. We could put some fuzzy things. We can fuzz out the faces and the butts and the genitals. I just want to see the cat in all its glory. Just sitting there, right? Cat. Cat against wood paneling. It'll be, it'll be the new, it'll be the new red tube. Or I don't watch any. I don't even know what people do that on. Uh, your next comedian. I don't know. You don't seem like a porn watcher to me. You a porn watcher? Okay. He's not gonna tell us. He just doesn't. He doesn't look like one. He might. He might be. He might be the dirty old man of your dreams. I don't know. But he's really not that old. Uh, you guys are gonna laugh hysterically right now for Bob Lieberman. Thanks so much. I, I love being here. The, the stage, for those of you who aren't here right now to see this, the stage is all of like three feet by five feet, but they have three mics, four mic stands on here. Like we're going to have a whole crowd singing the national anthem or something. So um, I, I just want to welcome you all here to the show. Um, this is, uh, at least in name, uh, all Taurus Comics, you know, folks born in like, what, April 20 to May 19th. And uh, it's my birthday tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm getting old. I turn 55 tomorrow. I'm getting old. Um, when I get roid rage, it's from hemorrhoids. And, and uh, you know, my mom's getting old, too. She, she last month turned 82. She's also a Taurus. And her mental acuity, let's say, is kind of fading. She used to be really, really, really smart. Now she can't remember anything. And I, when I went down to LA to see her, I thought, you know, I've read that cannabis can be really good for people like that in terms of their, you know, mental prowess. So I went and I, I brought a vape for her. And now she's never smoked cigarettes. She's never smoked pot. But I thought, okay, let's give it a try. So I, I explained to her how to use it and this is great. She took a hit and I'm waiting to see. So what happens with her brain? And there's like a moment of silence. And then, then she likes points to her head and goes, the sum of the square of the sides of a isosceles triangle equal equal to the sum of the, oh, forget it. Anyway, <laughs> I'll have to practice that or else it doesn't work. Little, little wizard of Oz humor for you there. Um, okay. But moving on, um, I don't know if you guys uh, heard about this, but a couple of years ago, the entire Safeway supermarket chain was purchased by this private equity investment firm. The purchase price was $9.2 billion. Now, they only had to pay $6.8 billion by using their Safeway club card. <laughs> so. 
And uh, now I, I like shopping at Safeway, I guess, until it gets to checkout time because the cashiers have to follow the stupid rule that they have to thank you by name because your name shows up on the receipt. Now, the thing is, my last name is Lieberman. But what I always get is, oh, thanks for shopping here, Mr. Lieberman. Now, I don't make a big deal about it. And, you know, I'm pretty nonchalant. I'll just check out his name on his name tag there. And I'll say, hey, Joshua, it was my pleasure to shop here at uh, Fewway. <laughs> always like to have a rapport. So before I came here tonight, um, I was eating dinner I was, and I was watching TV while I was eating. And uh, there, was this, there was a show about base jumpers. You know, base jumpers, are, these, are the, these are the people who like skydive off of tall buildings or bridges and stuff. It's very dangerous. So they were interviewing like the, the, the number one base jumper in the world. And the, the interviewer asked him, so isn't this kind of dangerous? Have you ever lost any friends doing this? And he said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I, last year alone, I lost 20 friends. I was like, what? That's crazy, right? Who has 20 friends? <laughs> Are you kidding? If I could honestly say I lost 20 friends last year, I would be so fucking happy. That's my dream. Jesus. I mean, it doesn't help that I'm not a cool guy. That's probably why I don't have a lot of friends. Um, you know, I get hung up on words. Um, I got in a fight with my wife this morning about this word she uses, incidences. She'll say, oh yeah, there have been a lot of incidences of that lately. I say, wait a minute, incidences, what is that? If something happens once, you have an incident. Happens twice, you have a couple of incidents. So how many times does it have to happen before you pluralize the plural and make it incidences? She said, don't give me a hard time. That's the way I was taught by my parents is. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I'm not cool. I don't even have a cool name. I mean, my name is just Bob, right? That's a very ordinary name. And, you know, that makes me envious of babies that are born today because babies born today get really cool names for first names. In fact, a lot of kids are given last names for first names, I realized. Uh, a lot of boys born nowadays named like Hunter, Jackson, you know, a lot of girls named Mackenzie. My neighbor just had a kid named her Lipschitz. <laughs> they call her Lippy for short, which beats the alternative. So, and I, I mean, I, I, I could use a cool name. I'm not cool. I'm not cool. You know, I, I talk to myself a lot, but I also, I also, um, I also forget the punchlines to my jokes. No, um, <laughs> I, um, I talk to myself, but I'm also passive aggressive. So when I get really mad at myself, I won't talk to myself for a week. <laughs> Teach me a lesson. Um, yeah, words. You know, oh, words. There's this uh, phrase that was popularized by Oprah Winfrey a few years ago to describe a woman's genital area. Anyone remember what that was? Vajayjay. Vajayjay. Yeah, vagina, you know. And I like vajayjay because it takes this cold clinical Latin word, vagina, and it makes it sound fun and perky. You know, it sounds like the captain of the cheerleading squad. Hi, I'm Vicki Jane Johnson, but everyone calls me vajayjay. 
And I thought, that's cool. You know, we should have something like that for guys. We need a male equivalent of Vijayjay. Well, folks, I am proud to announce that I have created such a word. It's my gift to the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the panini. <laughs> You're welcome. There's a, a cemetery not far from where I live, and I like to walk through it. It's kind of relaxing. It's pretty there. And I noticed that you know, a lot of the tombstones say R.I.P. written across the top, which we all know stands for Rest in Peace. But I'm thinking, you know, this, this tombstone is the last gift you're ever going to give this poor person in the ground. Is eternity really the time to resort to abbreviations? I mean, why don't we pony up the dough and spell it out? What are we texting here? R.I.P. L.O.L. R.O.M.G.L. Rolling over in my grave laughing. It's silly. It's silly. So, so I want to salute you folks for coming here tonight to see live comedy because I know you have, you have entertainment choices, right? You could, you could go to the movies. And I like movies, but I hate the previews before the movies because they're always really loud. And, and they use the same stupid sound effect to try and make the movie seem exciting. It's always like the sound effect of a missile coming at your head. You know? It doesn't matter what the movie is, you know. In a time when the evil empire seeks to dominate all, one man dressed in white will lead the rebels to victory. Shoom. Gandhi. You know. Come on. And they, they give away the plot to the whole movie in the previews, right? You know, in a small town where a mysterious murder is about to go cold one daring prosecutor will seek to prosecute the president of the united states for murder but you'll never guess the surprise verdict Shoom. guilty <laughs> fuck and if you didn't go to the movies you could be watching tv you know watching reality shows i watch reality shows one thing i've noticed they all have in common they spend half the show recapping what you've already seen like before the commercials or last week when they're not doing that they're doing teasers to get you to stick around past the commercial or next week last week on survivor we showed you clips of what you're going to see tonight and tonight on Survivor, you won't believe the amazing teasers of the shocking recaps of the teasers you never expected. <laughs> and of course, there are commercials. And you ever see these commercials for prescription drugs? They're really long, right? And that's because by law, they have to have an unseen announcer telling you all the dangerous side effects of the drugs, right? May cause heart attack, may cause seizures, may cause suicidal thoughts. Meantime, on screen, people are having the time of their lives. They're running down the beach. They're having picnics. Why is it always like that? Why don't they switch it up? Why don't they have the announcer telling you all the wonderful benefits of the drug and on screen show people having the dangerous side effects? <laughs> Let's live it up. That's what I'm saying. So um, uh, I'm, I'm married, as I mentioned, and I know I'm... I, talked about getting in a fight with my wife, but I don't want you to get the wrong idea because we really have a terrific relationship. In fact, last week we celebrated our 23rd wedding anniversary. Oh, okay. Yes, thank you. I'll take that. It's always nice to get applause for inertia. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, we have a we have a terrific relationship. And you know, one thing I didn't expect is that you learn not so much about your partner. I mean, of course, you're going to learn about your partner, but you learn so much about yourself in the relationship. Um, to give you an example, um, I got married at the age of 31, okay? And I never knew about myself until I was 31 years old just how many things I do wrong. <laughs> and such a variety of things, too. Um, scrambling eggs, vacuuming, forming opinions. Yeah. God, 23 years. And I, and I, I remember my bachelor party as if it were yesterday. We, we had the bachelor party about a week before the wedding, and my friends took me to the O'Farrell Brothers Strip Club, or the Mitchell Brothers on O'Farrell Strip Club. Yeah, a little applause for that. Uh, and they planted me, of course, in the front row, and they're throwing dollar bills in front of me. It was kind of embarrassing. And the girls are coming out, and they're doing their thing. They're taking their clothes off, and they're stripping everything. This one girl came out, though, and she had the most beautiful green eyes I had ever seen. And I'm just like looking up at her. Just got, I'm like mesmerized by her eyes, and she's taking her clothes off. Guys are screaming and hollering. I'm just going, oh, my God, those eyes. In the middle of her routine, she stops, looks down right at me and goes, hey, buddy, hello, my boobs are down here. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Now, uh, my wife and I, we don't have kids, but that was a conscious choice on our part. But uh, it, don't get me wrong, I love kids. I, I, I really get along with them well. And, um, you know, I get it because when we visit our friends who have kids, I see them and I get it because it really makes you appreciate just how precious life is without kids. I have, um, I have a niece and nephew, they're, they're growing up now, but when they were little, I used to read to them from these picture books, you know, the ones that don't really have stories, they just say things like, the cow goes moo, the duck goes quack. And I would think to myself, don't we have something a little more relevant to teach our kids besides the sounds that barnyard animals make? How about something relevant like, the safety on the handgun goes click, <laughs> right? How about that? Uh, I'm a Jewish fellow, you should know this about me, and uh, I've never understood anti-Semitism. Now, I'm not talking about the bigotry. I get that. I'm fine with that. No. What I'm talking about is the phrase anti-Semite, because what is a Semite? You know, am I a Semite? To me, the word Semite sounds like the name of some material you'd have installed on your kitchen counter. You know, yeah, we decided to take out the Formica and put in Semite. That stuff will last for years. <laughs> Yes, Semite, the chosen countertop. It's smart and cheap. Thank you. Uh, I can imagine them installing the Semite. You know, a guy comes out, the workman, he lays the Semite out on the counter, leaves about an inch hanging over the edge. Then seven days later, a rabbi comes and trims off the excess. Yeah. Thanks, Pam. Uh, if you're a hardcore anti-Semite, the biggest thing that you have against Jews is that they're Christ killers. Jews are Christ killers. As if this, this, as if this is a general personality trait you need to be concerned about. You know, uh-oh, I see Jews coming. Quick, hide all the Christs. They're in danger. You know? <laughs> it's stupid. Because look, I mean, even if the Jews did kill Christ, which they didn't, it was the Italians. Shh. <laughs> 
even if the Jews did kill Jesus, what's the fuss? Because look, if you're trying to convert people to Christianity today, what's your main conversion slogan? Jesus died for our sins, right? But we know he didn't just simply die. I mean, you're not going to convert many people if you say, Jesus died comfortably in bed at a ripe old age for our sins. No, he was going to have to die of something terrible. It may as well have been crucifixion as anything else. It's in the logo, right? How else was he going to die? What was he going to do? Succumb to a three-year battle with colon cancer? No, that would be terrible. Look, if Jesus died of colon cancer, then people would be walking around today wearing little gold colostomy bags around their necks. That's no good. And what would Catholics do? Make the sign of the bag? Come on. That doesn't make any sense at all. But, um, you know, forget about religion. I'm, I'm kind of more into the... Uh, into the spiritual thing now, and I've been doing a lot of reading, reading a lot of like new age books and stuff. And you know, one thing I've come to realize from all this reading is, is, is this realization that at any given moment, I'm always at exactly the right place at exactly the right time doing exactly what I need to be doing. In other words, I've lowered my standards. <laughs> and, uh, also, I've come across this uh, very key question that if you ask yourself this, it could be a life changer, and I've done this. The question is, if I could make a choice now to do anything with my life and be absolutely guaranteed that it was the wrong decision, what would you do? And that's why I'm here today. Yeah. So thank you very much, everybody. I'm Bob Lieberman. Bob Lieberman. Bob short for Robert, though, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, you're not just Bob isn't what's written on your birth certificate. It doesn't say Bob. Okay, good. Just checking. I'm a big fan of Bob Saget. I tried to use Bob Saget to promote this show tonight unsuccessfully. Uh, not, that the, just, not that the show was promoted unsuccessfully, just that nobody really cared about Bob Saget as much as I thought he would. Anyways, I put up a sign with him. He was the first Warriors fan because he, as Danny Tanner, he wore a shirt that was a Golden State Warriors shirt and it was like in 87 when they sucked, you know? So I just <laughs> passed that around. Like, it's, I wish I could find that T-shirt now with the, with the big, you know, the big state that's gold with the little star. Uh, there's, I don't, I, I still haven't written a good joke about the Warriors. I wrote a good one last year, but then they changed the team a little bit and I never, I still can't get out of last year. Um, well, uh, Timothy Pizza was supposed to come tonight, and then he didn't, and then Geneva Restorto was supposed to come, and she says she's in Ohio, and I'm like, but I promoted that you were here all week, and you never sent me a message? Like, you didn't, what? Uh, it's okay, I'm not going to complain. Uh, I, could, I, could tell, I could tell another joke that you haven't heard in a long time, but Katie knows all my, I kind of told my new material, and Jonathan knows things. I can tell, I don't know, what, a new old joke? I'll do one of my acty schmacty jokes just because I haven't run it in a while and then we'll all, and then we'll actually all drink since we're not allowed to drink here anymore, which is really sad. So sad. So sad. I know. I love drinking so much. I'm so sober right now and I love drinking. It's just really sad. Um, I do. It's one of the things I'm actually really good at. Uh, so there's, well, and that's debatable actually. <laughs> like I think I'm good at drinking, but I don't, maybe after four drinks, I'm not as good as I think I am at drinking. I'm like, I'm so good at walking. Holding a conversation. People are like, no, you're kind of just yelling at people. And you're not really even walking. You're sitting at the bus stop. So I don't know what you think you're doing really great at. But 
Uh, so I have some advanced degrees that are worthless. And I, I don't, I, you know, what do you do with them? I have an MFA in poetry. What the fuck do you do with that degree? What are you going to do with it? How are you ever going to make money? Am I ever going to make money? I don't think so. But I figured out a way to do it. People that write lyrics to songs make money. It's like a money-making thing. They like, write. So I thought, oh, I will write lyrics to songs, but I will write lyrics to death metal because there's only like nine words in a song anyway. So uh, I'm going to try out some for you guys and tell me which ones you think will work. Uh, this first one is about things people like. This is getting my death metal post. <clears throat> Puppies, kittens, unicorns, lots of porn. People like porn. And end rhyme, surprisingly. They like the way that it just finishes out. They like, it feels good. And there was like completion there in end rhyme. The second song, I actually use something called assonance, which is rhyming vowel sounds in the middle of words. It's uh, uh, assonance, or sometimes I call it embedded rhyme, sometimes slant rhyme. Anyways, it goes like this. <clears throat> At dawn with chainsaws. See what I did there? I rhymed that aw sound. <laughs> if, if you don't speak death metal, that's at dawn with chainsaws. This is very metal. It's very metal. It's about killing whales in the morning because they're dead already. <laughs> Carving up the dead whale. That's what the song is about, okay? Uh, the last song, I really, yeah, really, I'm really bringing it all together on the last song. Uh, it's called 23-Year-Old's Lament. It goes like this. I have the worst roommate. Knock, knock, knock on the door while I masturbate. Oh, mom. Why do I live with my mom? See, that's another, that's another death metal convention called the death growl. See, that's there at the end talking about your mom right there. Uh, so I hope I'm going to make some money someday as a, as a lyricist. That's sort of my, my dream because everyone knows that nobody likes poetry. <laughs> it's like, uh, and so I, I, wrote a, I wrote a poem about my third abortion and it was just nobody wanted to listen to it. But, you know, the funny thing is that third abortion just for comic effect. I've only had two. So... Yeah. I, I actually, I actually, I don't have a lot of regrets in life, but I, I do have a regret about my second abortion. And uh, that's that they, they didn't let me bring my iPhone in to tape it. So they, they gave me this great drug called midazolam. I don't know if anybody likes drugs as much as I do. Anybody? Short-lived, fact-stacking, benzodiazepine? No, midazolam, great stuff. So they give me this midazolam and they say, hey, uh, some people talk during this procedure. Some people don't talk. And I said, has anyone ever told jokes? And they said, they said no. Guys, I did a hot five. It was a bringer show. I left it there. It was, it was really, it was, they were laughing. They were laughing at all of my, and I was, I was fucked up. And uh, after that, after that wonderful procedure, I, uh, I gave them all flyers and I told them that here we are at General and right down the street, you guys can hear more of this fabulous comedy of mine, you know? And they all said, that's great. I've never seen a nurse here. Never seen, never seen a one. It's okay. 
It was good. It was a, it was good. It was a great abortion. They did a really good job up there at General. They did. They did. I don't have a problem with abortions. I love them. They're they're really they're really great. Healthy, uh, <laughs> healthy for the baby. No one like I said. I shouldn't be raising a baby. Uh, okay. Well. <laughs> It's true. Katie knows. She's like, but I've left my children with this woman. It's true. People leave their children with me for money. It's weird. I um, I do. I have. I have some people that actually pay me to touch baby dicks for money, and that's because they have two children under the age of three that are uncircumcised. And so I have. When you know, when you gotta teach them. Well, you don't actually have to clean the schmegma out of their dick. It's a little young for that. But if you do, just stick an 18-month-old in a pool of water. They will clean their own dick. They will play with, it's true, they will. You actually don't have to, just put them in the water and they play with it themselves. Even at 18 months old. But I do, I get to touch baby dicks for money. 20 bucks an hour, woo! No, it doesn't go. I used to tell a pedophilia joke and Katie came up to me once and she's like, can you not ever do that joke again when I'm here? <laughs> it, was about, it was about 17-year-old skateboarders and blowjobs and she's like, you know my son's almost 16. <laughs> can you never say that joke again? Yes, Katie, I will never say it. I actually haven't told that joke since you told me not to say that joke. So, because pedophilia ain't cool. <laughs> it's not. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll last, I'll leave you guys with this. When I was in, when I was in my graduate school program, I wrote um, a poetry book called The Little Book of Pedophilia. And it wasn't actually about pedophilia. It was, it was a poetry idea that I read other people's poems that they had written because they were their babies. And then I read them in loud bar bathrooms into someone else's phone messages. And then they would translate it into text. And when it did a poor translation, they said it was great. So it was basically Google's translation of what it heard of other people's poems when it was loud. And then I took that and turned it into a book that was about pedophilia. <laughs> it was about a cokehead mom. It, but it's what Google gave me. It was a cokehead mom, had this kid, and it was because it said, like, Mary has a great white yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's great. Uh, but so I wrote this thing, and I... I put it into this graduate school thing. I was going to be like, it's a graduate fair and this is my project for the year. I wrote a poem called The Little Book of Pedophilia where I was clever and did the... And they were like, um, you can't do that. <laughs> so they said I could change the name of my book and I was like, but that ruins everything because the whole point is that they're babies but they're not babies and then it's trying to twist the... And they're like, free speech is dead. <laughs> I'm like, thanks San Francisco State. That's good. Uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for being here tonight on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Clap it up for David Zunzu Kirscher, running the ones and twos. Clap it up for yourself. Thanks for being here. Say yay us. Yay, you guys. Thanks so much for being here. Good night. Yay.
probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds. Yeah, that's what it's about today. Female body inspectors. Actually, that is, I guess, it's real. The FBI. Yeah, it's FBI female body inspectors. And uh, it's going to. We're gonna we're gonna try we're gonna see what happens here. Uh, gonna make some magic, yo. FBI magic. Oh. Tansu, teaching you the language of language. Oh. Uh, get the beats down. Little Dr. Dre in the back. I say Dr. Dre for FBI director. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre puts the shit down. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. He ain't gonna take no shit from anybody. He's just gonna put that shit down. He's gonna beat down. I recommend Big Bird because everyone in the government is a big turd. Yeah, Big Bird for FBI director. Female body inspector. Yeah, who else would be a good FBI director? I say Ronda Rousey. She gonna put the smack down. Smack bitch. Oh, smack down smack on everybody. I trust her. Why not? Who else are you gonna trust? You gonna go Chris Christie or Rudy Giuliani? <laughs> I say no, no way, no uh, FBI, no. FBI, 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 CIA, FBI, CIA. Who's gonna be in charge of the FBI? I recommend Ted Bundy. We can redirect his ghost, bring it back. He's gonna put the smack down. Oh, he's on fleet. You know what I mean? He strangles, strangles women too. Yeah! That's what our government does. Yeah, just strangling women. Strangling women. If you want to apply to a job at the FBI, just go to FBIjobs.gov. You could have some employment eligibility, but don't, you probably don't if you smoke don't, pot. You don't see, do drugs. can't have smoked pot in the past three years. That's impossible here in San Francisco. Who hasn't smoked pot in the past three hours? I ain't got friends like that anymore. They dead to me. Not gonna be a part of the FBI. Not gonna be in a director. Hey, FBI. not I. This ain't gonna happen. Who else can we? Who else? Who else? Who else? How about Tony Robbins? Tony Robbins <laughs> for FBI director. He'll say fuck to you. He'll say change your life. Say I'm in charge of the FBI. I'm the director of everything in your life. Give me your money. I'm Tony Robbins and self-help. It's way better than Rudy Giuliani, right? <laughs> <laughs> FBI. Yeah. 
rap is about ben carson uncle tom uncle tom uh we've got some we've got some cushion money rap instrumental beat on the background it's <laughs> gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna see what happens ben carson uncle tom today uh with hot dirty p and the sheriff we're here for you Earth. oh is it not i put it in the wrong one Dang it. there it goes now it's going i put it in the wrong one just like there we go. Oh. Progressive. Should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? 
I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question? absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world. 
Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. This is a story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Steve, fab, acid, fab. 